Have you ever had a job you hate? So have we. This is the Wayward Podcast. I am quick to go. I don't do that stuff. Yeah. You know, are you recording? I am. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Hi. No. Hi. <laughs> we're going. We just. I just hit the button while we were going. And I was like, we're already I don't into need to talk about this. We're already into it. We're already talking around. about it. Um. So, so yeah. we're here in Kim's closet. And yeah, you were just saying every time I complain about my job, my yeah. current job. Yes. My current job is a number of jobs, and I'm grateful for all of them. Um, and I think. It is okay to complain about something as long as you're able to follow it up with a check-in of, but. Perspective. I am grateful. Well, and also, like. It's okay to complain. What I, what I, what I, what I was hearing you say was like, look, every time I, I complain about an experience, I am fully aware that I fucking love my job, Mm -hmm. which is a bunch of jobs, because I. I have had some shitty jobs. Oh, my. And I've had shitty jobs so recently that it's very easy to keep perspective. So what, like, how do you define a shitty job? Well, I will preface this with I have had almost all shitty jobs in comparison to my life now because my life now feels in complete alignment with who I am and what I want to serve this world as. Um, and while I still complain about it sometimes for because of fatigue or stress or whatever, yeah. I am so grateful for everything that is in my life. That also brings me money. Um, now, every job that I've had since I was fucking, oh God, 12 probably, um, has not been in direct alignment, but I am pretty... I assumed that I was always going to have a job like that. So I was always pretty good at finding some joy or grace or whatever, you know, in it, gratitude. So my very first job, as I think a lot of people's first jobs was, um, babysitting. Oh, yeah. Did you babysit? Yeah. Did you have to take like the babysitter's course? Yeah. And yeah. first aid. And first aid. The, yeah. My God. mom wouldn't let me babysit until I knew how to resuscitate a baby. In Canada, I think, or at least when I took a, when I was babysitting, you had to take the babysitting course to be able to babysit. Oh. Or I think maybe you probably didn't, but people were like, did you take the babysitting course? Yeah. Kind of went, okay, you can look after my yeah. child. That's probably the last time I took first aid. I think Jose has taken first aid because of his um cuz he's a chef and you have to know all that stuff to work in the kitchen. But I don't remember last time I took first aid. Annie Annie, are you okay? You call 911. Oh god. <laughs> if somebody was like perform CPR, I was like, I don't know how. <laughs> I should learn how to do that and change a tire. Um I can change a tire. I know. I can if I have to. I've been told a number of times my brother was a mechanic. But I don't want to have to. I'll call somebody. If I have to, I think I'll figure it out. You put the thing under the thing at the right place and the thing. And Make sure you loosen the lug nuts loosen before the lug nuts before. and jump up and down on it. Put the put the the thingy. The thingy. Look, I can do it, but I just this don't know the words. Yes. We're being we're being mechanic mechanical scientists. scientists. Um. Any rate, so what? So what makes it shitty? Like you, you mentioned not in alignment. Yeah. So for me, if it's if it is not f- passion filled, 
Hmm. I, I don't think that all of the jobs I'm going to talk about today will all have been shitty jobs. I've had a lot of jobs because, like I said, shitty to me gives it the connotation there was zero joy. And I don't think that I would have had a job for longer than a day if I found zero joy in it. But I've had a lot of hard jobs that were not in alignment with my calling or passion or joy. Mm-hmm. So that's what would define that for me. Okay. So babysitting was like a job that we had that you learned how to have a job. Um, my first a real job, I think I must have been 15 or 16, was I was a tour guide. The tunnels of Little Chicago. Oh, I did that too. I did that in, in Ashland. Moose Jaw, yeah. Saskatchewan. Yeah. I did it for a long time. And I felt like it was the coolest job on the face of the planet. And then it, in the winter, it became a shitty job because no one... It was coming to Saskatchewan in the winter. Oh, mine <laughs> going was, on tours. Mine was a shitty job because she, because uh, she hired, she wanted actors from the college. So me and Sean Galloway started working for her, and she's like, "Okay, I'll I'll pay you when you've memorized all of the things." So then I memorized everything, and she's like, "Okay, I'll pay you when you." And she just like I was working for her for probably a month, mm-hmm. taking tours, and the only money I made was the one guy who gave me a tip once. And so then I quit, and she wouldn't let me quit, and I tried to give her back her books that were all memorizing all the history, and I I will never forget this. I handed her the books, and she refused to take them, and I just dropped them on the side. I have never in my life that I can think of been so willing for someone to be angry with me. I was like, you, I am working for you, and you are not Paying me. So technically, I guess that's not a job ah. when you're not getting any money for it. But that was a shitty job. You're right. Tour guide in Ashland, Oregon. Yeah. I liked it because it was like performing. And I was so young. I was like, I wanted to do something, anything that was like a, a hint of my passion. So I would do it in character. I'd wear like a flap. Imagine like 15-year-old Brianna in some flapper dress she got from the Goodwill and I always talked in a southern accent, which didn't make any sense. <laughs> but it was an accent. Ah, well, I'm S- uh, Sally Lou, and I'm going to take you on a tour. You know, it was just the <laughs> worst. Um, and the best, and and also the worst. And if, if I was tired that day, of course, I gave a shitty tour to the poor tourists who came. Sometimes you'd have to do a tour for one person. So that's safe, having a 16-year-old girl go with one guy to these underground tunnels for an hour. Great idea. Yeah, great idea. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, the 90s. Um, uh, but my favorite, I've had uh, you know many jobs since then. Um, mostly, my favorite job that was not in alignment with what I wanted to do with my life was being a server, which I did for 15 years. Um, and it led me to many things. It introduced me to my husband. It introduced me to some of my best friends in the world who I'm still in touch with. I'm going to go see in a week and a half. Um, and uh, taught me a lot about food and wine. A lot, a lot, a lot. I worked in some of the best restaurants in Canada, in the world. Met some of the most amazing chefs in the world. Um and uh, as someone who grew up on a farm eating meat and potatoes, I ate foods that I've probably never eaten since and hadn't eaten until then. And I went to wine school and I got a whole education simply because I needed a job to support my acting career. And so that that job is almost like a career to me um, because 
it saved me. It gave me an opportunity to move all the time um, and always ha- be able to pick up and get a job in yep. any city I was in to make enough to pay rent. Because if you can work at a good restaurant with tips, while it's not consistent, you're going to make pretty good money. Um, and the restaurant industry is quite connected. So if you work in a top restaurant in one city, if even if you move across the country, they'll recognize that restaurant. They'll probably know people who run that restaurant. So, um, yeah, I feel very grateful to have that be part of my life. That's so cool. I'm one of the few actors I know who've never, I've, I have never waited tables or tended mm-hmm. bar. Um, which which is is sad because I don't have that awareness yeah. of like oh you could just get, just go get a de- yeah like I don't know how yeah. that would yeah. do. Um, I had such weird like my first day job well before I was an actor in high school my first day job was uh, at a vet's office. I was a vet tech oh, right. assistant right, and right, right. I was in charge of the animal dentistries because I was a dental major mm-hmm. at high school. So I knew how to. So I assisted in surgery. I cleaned stuff up. I worked in the front when they were short handed. I just was like, you know, the girl Friday at the vet's office. Yeah. Shocking. I know. <laughs> what did you do to support your acting career? Well, uh, let's see here. The I, I had two jobs, so I got I graduated, gra- I got out of grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and were how then, old? Oh, I don't know, twenty three. Okay, yeah. Um, and immediately got like union stage stuff. Yeah. So I was doing union stage stuff that supported me. I moved to New York, and. The first job I got in New York was the bodega right next door to my apartment down on the on Wall Street. It's like a little cons- a little store. Yes. Right? Yeah, a little place that was like, you know, like a deli. Right. And that was awful. It was awful. I only worked for the rush shifts. Mm. Um, so I only came in for breakfast and lunch. That's so New York to me to they, have a job like that. Oh, my God. It was awful because they had a cash register that wouldn't tell you how much changed. They would just add it wouldn't actually then subtract the change. And my very first day I lost, I was short like over $200. Oh, no. Because I was trying to do math on the fly. And you know what? Fuck you. I can math. Mm-hmm. It's just the change and the math and the and I would forget. And oh, my God, it was awful. This was also when people would ask for regular coffee. And I didn't know that regular coffee in New York was uh, one cream and one sugar. Oh, so I, didn't I kept know that. giving yeah, I kept giving people black, black coffee and making do. them so angry. Oh, God. oh I'm so sorry. Right so I quit now. that job for a for a shit job. Now this is the only shitty job I think I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold comedy club tickets on the street corners. Oh, I love that. It there's a whole TV show about that now. Awful. Is there? It was a circle of hell that Dante should have known about um hey there you look like a comedy fan oh come on let's get that now that's not funny come back here let me let me just and it was like it was trying to sell things to people that i didn't that i knew they didn't need did it matter how many you give away it no i wasn't giving them away i had it was like you buy 250 dollars worth of comedy club tickets for 50 bucks so it's it was that. So they bought thing. them off of you. You were yes. flyering people. No, I wasn't flyering. I was trying to sell shit. That's hell. And I later found out that the people who did really well at it were all getting coked up before they went out. Sure. 
Cocaine. Um, cocaine or fucking people. Like that worked a lot. Like the to cute sell chicks. tickets? Yeah, the cute chicks that go uh, down to Wall Street and like do a number in the bathroom and come out and be like, I sold 11 today. I'm like, how is this happening? Mm. I don't, like I was so naive. I didn't understand that this job was not for me. Wow. It was very bad. The only day I did well on it at all was uh, my birthday when I found out I had booked the soap opera. Mm. And I went out and bought a bottle of champagne, and I drank the bottle of champagne on the street, and when people would be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, fuck you! I just booked a soap opera! You can't have any of this! And I sold about seven or eight oh that day God. where I was like, no! No, fuck you! You walked I don't nine. even, you walked away from me. Oh, this is, it. you can't have it because I don't need this. And I wow. did great that day. Isn't that a great testament to life? Like, when you don't need it as much, it's oh, like, yes. but I want it. But it can't was a, have it. It was a commission-only sales job. And right. that was when I realized I simply cannot, and that's why even today, when we're selling something, I'm like, if you can't afford this, mm. don't buy it. I don't want your money. I want your happiness. Mm. If your happiness involves well, an exchange, and that's what I was going to say. Is sometimes good salespeople, and I'm speaking for for myself, but also for people who might be listening who are in sales. My brother is in sales, and don't ask me what he sells because I don't know because it involves mechanical things. But a good salesperson's job is to point out how this will make your life better yeah a bad salesperson job is to hear that you can't afford it nor do you need it and still try to sell it to you yeah a good salesperson job is to go um i want you to be part of this yeah um and so um i'm facilitating I, an opportunity, opportunity as opposed to trying to take your money experience yeah, yeah. So um i've worked mine. in retail yeah. as well very briefly i worked at like a clothing store when i was in high school and i loved it but the sales parts of it, I don't mind. I'm pretty good at sales, but I just got fucking bored. <laughs> oh, yeah. Retail was just like, if nobody came in, I was like, what am I going to do? I am not good at being bored. And that stands today. Yeah. I do not like being bored. Um, two of the worst jobs I've had, which still I am grateful for because they served a purpose. One of them, when I first moved to Vancouver, couldn't get... Trying to drum up some work. Did I move to Vancouver, Toronto? How long ago was it? Maybe it was Toronto. It might have been Toronto. Um, I was trying to get a job. I didn't have much experience. I'd only worked at this restaurant in Edmonton called Moxie's, which is basically like a TGI Fridays. Mm -hmm. So nobody in you know Toronto wanted to give me a job based on that experience, even though it was the most fun job I've ever had. Um, but uh, what was I talking about? Okay, so when I moved to Toronto, I signed on with a temp agency. Oh. So I was like, okay, but I had zero, zero administrative skills, meaning I don't know how to type. And that's basically all temp work is. It's like being Especially back a then. receptionist. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't have any opportunities except for one job, which was trying to sell boat licenses at an outdoors show. So there are these conventions, right? These big um, that things. Is a, that is a niche market. Yes, my I friend. I gotta say. Yes. <laughs> it is my favorite story because it is so... Just imagine me. We, I had to wear these big red vests. And it was at a time when Canada was just starting 
to insist that boaters have boat licenses. Oh, so you so you were the bad guy. I was the you bad guy. You weren't just trying to sell stuff. So I had to, everybody oh, at gosh. this convention who was coming in to look at buying new motorhomes, new boats, anything outdoorsy, which is not me at all. I'm like, who's going to spend that much money on that? Oh, you sold out. Okay, wow. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so I'd be walking around and people literally be walking by my little tent. I'd go, hey! You got your boat license yet? You're going to need it. You're going to need it. And they're all, fuck you. I don't need a fucking boat license. I want you to go talk to this guy. You're just trying, government's just trying to get money. It was just like endless. And I'd be there going, oh, my shift up yet. You know, I was making, I don't know, 10 bucks an hour or something. But it was like all I had to do. And I'd be working with other people who were in the same boat who were also all. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) All temps. And so we'd laugh it off and. The great thing about those jobs is you didn't have to give a shit about it. If you didn't want to, you didn't have to. So when oh. they were gi- you know, giving you a hard time, you were like, oh, I don't have to care about this. At, not like at a restaurant where you love your coworkers and you're working as a team and you love your job. People are yelling at you because the food hasn't come or they got the wrong thing. I would have m- m- breakdowns. I would have m- people yeah. say that like... Two of the most stressful jobs in the world are being a server and being a brain surgeon because everything feels so immediate. It's not. We used to have this, and I still use this term, burgers and fries, nobody dies, right? Because it doesn't matter. It's just brain surgery matters. But the same feeling in your body chemistry comes up when you're serving tables, which is, I've got, I've, you know, so-and-so, I need to go to table 10. These guys need their bills. These guys need water. I've just gotten sat here. And it's this panic feeling of so many things to do at once, and it's immediate, or something's going to break, right? That was the shitty part about table serving. I used to have nightmares, server nightmares. Uh. Um, I'm going to have nightmares now. No, yeah, you will. I love it. What did you, so, okay, um, we may have talked about this before, but it brings to mind, like, is there a shitty job that you always secretly thought you'd be good at and kind of wanted to try? Um, I don't, I wouldn't classify it as a shitty job because I haven't experienced it and I can only classify things as shitty if I think they're shitty. Um, but there, the job that started to, when I was not getting acting work for long periods of time, I'm talking years when I lived in Toronto, um, I thought I would leave the industry. I think I'm going to leave the acting industry all the time and then something will come up. But uh, because I was working so much in high profile restaurants, that led to me getting a job with this restaurant as a events coordinator. Yeah. And I got paid a lot of money to do that. A lot of money. And I remember being very good at it. And I remember people trying to poach me from other um, companies and I went, oh, this is how I'm actually going to become rich and famous. <laughs> I'm not going to be a rich and famous actor. I'm going to make a lot of money as an event coordinator. So that's one job that I was like, it's basically just leadership skills. It's knowing how to. And I didn't actually have to lead that many. I'd have a team of like basically like cater waiters. Um, there'd be like 40 of them. But they would have a, a lead and I would just have to meet with him. And I'd go, this is what I need you to do. And he would tell everybody. So I just had to like be on top of everything and troubleshoot. That was the thing I'm really good at is when there is conflict, when there yep. is a problem, yep. they come to me and I make them feel safe. So I was very good at that. And I saw myself um, climbing that ladder very quickly. And I really thought that, that was going to end up being my career. That's, and then I moved to Vancouver, start all over again. What about you? Cool. 
I've always wanted to be a bartender. Oh yeah. At this point now, it's now a you lot of time it. on my feet. Well, no. Now I think I'd even like it more. Oh. I'd be like, you know, oh, is it a shitty cocktail? I just have to take your opinion on that. I'll make it better next it's time. It's not that. I feel like um, it's the amount of drunken assholes you'd have to deal with. Yeah, but think of the number of people that like I have always been I I don't picture like a party, like a fancy. I picture more like people coming in to chat with the bartender. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd just be a professional friend, and then everyone would go away and leave me alone. Kim, that I'm going like to remind fun. you that you said the exact same thing about owning a candy store. Oh, wait, maybe I'd rather own a candy store. <laughs> I think I should. You literally did. You were like, I just like the idea of people coming in, getting the thing that they really feel like they deserve that yeah. day. Me giving it to them. We've and already had this off. conversation. Yeah. See, we're starting to re- we're starting to repeat. Starting to repeat ourselves. No, but the key is, oh, is like, you don't want any of these actual careers. You want to have that experience want, with humans. Yeah, I want to have I want to I want to show up on my terms. Mm-hmm. Offer something that I love that I know will make them happy yeah. and then yes, everybody can fuck off. But in terms of service, the service industry, you're not wrong. Like I feel like I loved and was good at being a server because I love talking to people and I love meeting new people and I love entertaining people. And so for the same reasons, even if that's not exactly what you would love about that job, the people quality of it is really what's great about the service industry. Yes. It's just people communicating, exchanging agreements, meeting agreements, conflicts, all that stuff. I think it's fascinating, and I, I loved being a server. Um, I had one more shitty job. I'm trying to think of it. Oh, and this was recent. This was maybe the same year I booked Supernatural. Um is I gave out coffee samples in grocery stores. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. I Wait, have, Ruth gave out coffee samples. She at one was point too, a didn't she? Um, no. She was a barista. I think she traveled around with conventions. She was actually wow. a barista. Okay. I literally was like, "Have you tried the dark blend of this brand?" Oh, you have to try to push it. You have to try to push this specific coffee brand. I found the job on Craigslist. I was desperate for you know something that was relatively flexible um it was it paid pretty well but oh man there's nothing like seeing a woman in her mid-30s given out and i was good at it that's the thing they these people were like how did you sell so much coffee today because they dropped me off with so many bags of coffee and I sold the shit out of it. I am good at sales, yes. but it is awful. And it, like I said, it was maybe six, six and a half years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Um, and so I think that the great thing about shitty jobs is that they're there for you. Like, I needed a fucking job. And that shitty job was there for me. Yeah, it gave me a paycheck yep, yep, yep. and it helped me pay rent. And it gave me, even though it was kind of shitty and and made me feel sad about myself. Um, it made me feel good about myself because I, I did very good at it. So like that's that I think is something because I, I want to shift this just a little bit mm-hmm. because I would say the majority of jobs are shitty. I'm it just gonna say be. yes, yeah. they can yes. be. Yeah. So 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 what's the difference because you were like if I couldn't find any joy in this how do you mine joy 
out of how a necessary yeah, yeah out of a necessary experience how do i like given what i know about myself now mm-hmm. I never would have dropped my bodega job to go try to sell comedy club tickets Mm -hmm. because I can look at that now and just go, no, that's just that's Mm -hmm. no, I didn't have to make that choice. Mm -hmm. But I I did have to have a job. I did need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. And I found what I I started. um, I was the only non-Spanish speaking person in this environment. So I so I started making them teach me Spanish. But like. They they would teach just making them laugh, mm-hmm. making the rest of the people that I lived with, that I lived with, that I worked, I worked with, with, laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, human connection. Yes. For me, I was going to say exactly that. Like, that is such an easy answer for me. I can do anything as long as I am having human connections like as long as there is an opportunity for me to like get to know somebody or not even get to know them just like make jokes with them have conversations with them i'm also gonna say about you Mm -hmm. um you probably could find joy and perhaps many of our listeners can take this away learning something Mm -hmm. being like okay the job that i'm doing is shitty yeah but maybe i can learn about the industry. Maybe totally. I can learn about how a business is run. Yeah. Maybe I can learn about an aspect of life while I'm here yeah. that is actually free training. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I love doing things I don't know how to do. None of these things will come to a surprise to as a surprise to anybody. But I think that in terms of the jobs that I had, when I think about the shitty jobs, quote unquote, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um, shitty jobs I've had in the past, I think about the people. I didn't learn anything about boat licenses. I didn't. I remember that as being a hilarious, shitty job that I'll never forget because it's, as you said, such a niche, hilarious, ridiculous job um, that I don't think is a thing in the world, so I can say that and not offend anybody. But I remember there being other people in the trenches with me. And I remember, I don't remember what we talked about. I don't remember their names. But I remember having that experience with them. And that was some joy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think, I'm just thinking about friends that have talked about their shitty jobs, mm-hmm. where it's really like, is the job shitty? Or is it that there are other people who are shitting on you? Or it's not in alignment with what brings yeah. you passion and joy, you know? That's a tough, that's a tough thing in this, in this market, in today's no, world, and to just be like, thing. then I'm going to leave my job. Yeah, because I want, while we're having this conversation, uh, I'm concerned that I'm talking about jobs that some people who are listening have. And I want to be clear that I don't want to offend anybody because I'm talking about my experience in disliking a job that maybe you have. That's why we're trying to be very clear in talking about our joy within the job. Yeah. Our experience within the job. And in turn, this conversation might lead you to then be able to find joy within a job that you maybe couldn't find joy before. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 fact the sh- the fact that I can identify having had a shitty job is because I've identified aspects of me mm-hmm. that made me relate to the job in this way. Mhm. Um, these are not in my skill set, so automatically I'm going to feel bad when I do something poorly. Well, maybe I could have learned to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other people who know things that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I could ask some. Like my point in in sharing is a, I'd like it 
to to be obvious that life is not always, you know, pancakes and lollipops, but it is. Mm. Um, I've learned now as I am unemployed and looking at a career shift that because of my shitty jobs, quote unquote. I now know what to look for moving forward. And I think there's a lot of gratitude in that mm. as well. Is the sometimes I have to hear what the no is mm-hmm. to realign myself with what a yes sounds like. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be a actor, yeah. a doctor, a yeah. lawyer. It can be a job that feels like this, a yeah. job that makes me experience this yes I and love you that. know honestly i i want to earn money so that i can pay for things that make me happy yeah well if i have a job that makes me happy then it's a lot more likely that i'm i'm more content with less money yeah good point hmm, i love that i love those small realizations we had today yay yay thank you kim rhodes thank you brianna buckmaster i'll see you later in my closet yeah, yeah.